in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Let's fire the breaking news sounder for this one, boys. A rare emergency live edition of Purple Daily here, presented by our friends at TCL. One of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, TCL is all about providing great TVs for you to watch. T.J. Hawkinson catch passes from Kirk Cousins. Get the flag, Judd. The Vikings have made a trade. And uh, to finish that shout-out to uh, TCL, they deliver the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings is the breaking news here. Welcome live to the Purple Daily YouTube channel emergency episode. So here's how this works. The Vikings give up a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. They get back TJ Hawkinson, who's under contract. The the Lions exercised his fifth-year option for like $9 million next year, so you got a year and a half of him. Also could just extend him, which is my my guess is that's what's going to happen. And then the Lions will kick back a 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth-round pick. What are your initial thoughts on this splashy move by Kwesi? Well, first of all, I love it because it's a, it's a definite sign um, that this team is realizing that they are in the midst of a special year and that uh, th- this provided a really good opportunity to address at least one spot of need. I think the clarity here, too, also came uh, because the Vikings have been working the phones for a couple of weeks now, but I think the clarity came when Irv Smith, who, you know, to call a spade a spade, has been a disappointment uh suffered a high ankle sprain while he was blocking on Sunday. And so, I mean, he's been hurt so much now. I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to miss a month. And if you look at the depth chart at this point, besides my guy, Johnny Munt, they were very depleted at tight end. This now gives them what I guess I had hoped Herb was going to be, which was the real pass-catching threat at tight end. I mean, this guy was drafted in the first round, eighth overall by Detroit. Uh, I love the commitment here. I love going for it. And I think if you are Kevin O'Connell, you have to be very pleased because I would expect that Hawkinson will be sort of a pseudo tight end slash receiver. He's not going to give you necessarily a deep threat, but he is going to give you far more of a threat than you are getting consistently from that spot. And that's something that the Vikings can use. I like this move a lot. There's so much to unpack here. It is a, it's a move for now. It's funny because we've been talking the last couple of weeks about what's the philosophy going to be here. Do you, if you want to get wide receiver help or let's just say you know pass catching help in this case for 2022, you're going to have to take eggs out of the draft basket for 2023 or 2024. Do you want to take future? assets off the table and put them on the 2022 craps table, if you will. You look around the NFC and it's like, yeah, there's only five teams above 500. One of them's the Seahawks. Do you believe in them? Another one's the Giants. To what degree do you believe in them? There's only a small handful of teams that are really competing. I think the Niners dump into that mix at some point. Maybe the Rams bounce back, but 
your window after the six and one start to do damage this year and to play a home playoff game or two is open. And so I don't know that they went in saying, you know, week one, we're going to be aggressive at this year's trade deadline. But as the season has played out and Irv Smith getting banged up again a couple of times, right, with the thumb injury and now the high ankle sprain, this is the last year of his contract. You know, they had issues at that position just going into the year. And long term, Irv's contract's up anyway. So that's a position they've been looking at. Wide receiver, I think we've seen in the last month and a half outside of Justin Jefferson. They don't really have anything else explosive. Thielen is not the same guy. He's been banged up, still reliable in the red zone, but he's not the number two that he's been for the majority of his time here. And KJ Osborne hasn't stepped up into that official number two role here. And so it just became very evident, even though they started six and one, that they really need more help catching passes and at tight end specifically with the condition of Irv Smith. So this makes a ton of sense. And the other thing I love about this, TJ Hawkinson is a former eighth overall pick who has not yet been maximized in Detroit. I mean, who has ever really been maximized in Detroit outside of maybe Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson? And this is a guy that just a few weeks ago against the Seahawks caught eight passes for a buck 79 and two touchdowns. Like that guy exists. We've seen flashes of what TJ Hawkinson can do as a pass catcher. And I like that Quasi is saying, you know what? Let's make a bet on this year's team, probably extend him because he has a contract coming up after next year. You could extend him. He's in his prime. And let's buy low on a guy that probably hasn't reached his peak potential as a former number eight overall pick. Right. Makes sense. Now, if I can just briefly, not to be a buzzkill, but considering that the Twins' deadline deals have been wrought with injured so pitchers. you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? And I have often felt silly for saying, oh, my God, Tyler Malley's going to be fantastic, and then he grabs his arm, okay? TJ Hawkinson is dealing uh, with a knee problem, but he played against the Dolphins on Sunday. He was taken off the injury report, it sounds like, late last week, and he has also dealt with hip and foot issues. I am going to assume that the Vikings doctors got a look at his medicals, though, and cleared him, okay? But, I mean, we just, I've just been guilty the last, like, three years of Twins trades of being like, this is a great trade, and then it's like, no, he's hurt. So, Hawkinson does have some f- physical concerns. I'm hoping the Vikings doctors have um, the ability, though, to say, no, those aren't concerns. Yeah. As long as they now. Googled TJ Hawkinson injury, okay. which is which a step is, further than the Twins which, front office. Which is what I just did. I just wanted to say I wanted to see before I get, but yes, I love what he can potentially bring, and and I think the disappointment of Irv Smith is now sort of erased with this one and giving them an option at, at a position at which, God bless Johnny Munt, you really didn't have that option through Sunday. Trying to see to the draft, obviously, because the season's still playing out, so the draft order for next season won't be set for a very long time, but Greg Rosenthal pointing this out on Twitter saying the Vikings didn't even truly give up picks to get Hawkinson. They just traded down two rounds in 2023 and one round in 2024. Yeah, technically they have the same number of picks. They just they just moved back, right? Back a little bit, yeah. And the, so they moved back in two different rounds in two different years, and they get TJ Hawkinson. So in terms of volume of picks, yeah. And I think like last year the Vikings actually, and it might be different draft to draft, but the Vikings actually viewed kind of like the, the late first round to early second round almost flat in value across to like the fourth round. So they might be saying, well, I mean, second and third round picks swapping back for fourth rounders and we get Hawkinson. 
We're not giving up that much footing in the draft. I will add this on Hawkinson. So he currently ranks number one in the NFL among all tight ends in yards per reception this year. He's averaging 15 yards per reception. And, and, and all Vikings fans, you've, you know, you've seen enough games against the Lions. Like you've, he's, he's a guy that you've seen because they, they, he's played the Vikings like seven times or whatever it is in his career so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not breaking any news here, but this is a six-foot-five target for the red zone, too. That's not something to sleep on. Like, Irv Smith has never really been a red zone threat for the Vikings. Yeah. And I know your guy Johnny Munt caught a touchdown pass, but that was more him being schemed open. Yeah. TJ yeah, Hawkinson's yeah, the no. type of guy that doesn't necessarily need to be schemed open to catch a touchdown pass. He just puts those giant six foot five, those mitts up in the air in the back of the end zone. And, uh, and the Vikings are already one of the best red zone teams in terms of touchdown percentage, but right. he gives you, once you get inside the 20, like, you are on TJ Hawkinson watch inside the red zone. Right, and uh, I'm not sure what his um, exact PFF separation grades are, but my guess, too, oh, is is because Thielen oh, has slowed down. I mean, he still has great hands. In fact, I don't think he has dropped a pass that's been thrown his way this season. But that being said, um, if Thielen gets hurt and can't play, which is certainly plausible, this now does continue then to give you a red zone target to replace him as well. I just I like the fact that the Vikings appear to be capitalizing or attempting to, I should say. They appear to be um, attempting to go after this because they see where the conference is at. They are six and one. This is where we get frustrated with teams uh, when we think they're assuming that success is going to come in 2023, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is an aggressive move that that certainly doesn't mortgage the future but gives them an immediate impact player. And there are a lot of places that this team going into today's trade deadline had opportunities to get impact pieces that weren't going to cost you a boatload. Yeah. I mean, one thing we know about Quasi at this point, that dude is not afraid to make trades, right? Wow. And I'm no. sure there's going to be ways. Too. Yeah, at some point for him to 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 recoup some value if 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 he wants to, but this is this is it. Like you have a window right now. This you you can't you can't just stick by whatever you thought your window was before the season. I'm sure going into the season, they said year one we have expectations, but really year two is when it's all going to come together even more so. Right? Cousins in, yeah. in the second year of the system, KOC in the second year. You're going to have Christian Derrissaw going into his third year. Like everything seemed to be kind of pointed toward. They might take a step forward in 2022, but 2023 is kind of that. I mean, that was Sean, Sean McVeigh. Well, McVeigh had a 13 and three season the first year, um, but there's like there's a lot of evidence of like second, third year jumps. But they adjusted on the fly and said, you know what, we need help right now. Yes. So, so second round pick, whatever, we're, we're gonna give up a second round pick. Do you think they gave up? What's the value here to you guys? I mean, are you guys? I mean, they basically gave up. They got value back because they got fourth round picks back, so they gave up a second round pick, but got value back. For TJ Hawkinson. I think you can move around the draft. I mean, unless you give up your first round pick, which which does get a little bit dicey potentially. Um, no, I think when you have an opportunity to go for it, my here's my guess. Just from the scuttlebutt that was going around. I think the Vikings went in to, to this process fully intending to try to make a trade. I think last week it was it was receiver until Irv Smith got hurt. Tight end, though, was near the top of that list. And I think the Vikings were shopping a third-round pick. 
Yeah. And then like a fifth round pick. And I think at the end of the day, when Detroit said, we want your second, but we'll also uh, compensate you with two more picks back, they said fine. And so, yes, in this case, I think I think the trade, again, assuming that the medicals are fine, that the doctors know what they're doing, uh, I think that this is the type of trade w- where Kwesi probably gave up a little bit more from a second-round pick than he wanted, uh, but was, but was um, kept happy by the fact he got two picks back. Make yourself better right now. Why wouldn't you do that? If 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 the cost is to get yourself better, and, and it's the you know, let's call it the fiftieth overall pick in the in the second round of the draft or whatever it is where the Vikings would be, I'll do that. I'll give up the fiftieth overall pick if it means I'm getting a top ten tight end who can stretch the field. He had a monster game against Seattle earlier this year, like eight catches, like a buck seventy two and a touchdown. The dude is a freak, and the Vikings haven't had an impact tight end. Irv Smith is a jack. The idea of Irv Smith being a theory of this of this next level to his game doesn't exist. Um, they have a legit now other deep passing option for Kirk Cousins and and TJ Hawkinson's that guy, man. I would give up. I would do this trade most times. Um, I don't. I don't think you should be too afraid of giving this up, and especially too if he's locked up. I know he's for nine million next year. You could potentially work out a new contract to smooth out that cap hit. I think this is a really good trade for the Vikings. I do want to clarify something. He is not a deep threat. So this does this does not no. solve the deep passing threat. No. He is no. an intermediate threat. Yep. But but in terms of like productivity and what 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 tight ends can do, he is averaging the most yards per reception. Um but throughout his career, he's averaging like two receptions of twenty plus yards in the air or more per season. So he's not uh if you if you think you have a deep threat problem, that problem still exists now. Yes. Unless you think that TJ Hawkinson taking up intermediate space helps free KJ Osborne or something to be a deep. I mean, KJ ran like a, a, a four four and four four five forty in college. I've wondered if he could be a deep threat more than he has been. Um, it hasn't come to fruition yet. Or is there another trade on the table somewhere? Would they make a second trade for a weapon? I feel like this is probably it. But it's something to three keep o'clock an eye though, on. right? Three o'clock Central Time, so the clock is ticking, but it's still there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make another move that's not huge. Like I, th- these trades aren't going to to be like, oh my god, you you had to give up two or three first round picks or something. I would not be shocked to see them make another move. I think what this does is, I I think this solves two potential things. One is Irv Smith's out. You were depleted at tight end. And just to be completely frank, you had nobody that you could really trust to catch the ball at tight end. You do now. The second thing is, I do think that in some ways, this this takes a step towards being uh, Thielen insurance. Uh, because this guy can catch the ball. He's not going to be super fast, but yeah. he is going to be. But he is going to be a threat in the red zone. Like if you think about Hawkinson's skill set and Thielen's current skill set. It's not that he doesn't provide a threat, but yeah, the down the field thing is very intriguing, and I wonder if they would consider to sniff around for that potential. Yeah, yep. The train's coming down the tracks, Zolgad. Oh, the train the is right in my backyard, and you know what? Quasi's yeah. driving it, and and O'Connell, he's right up front there as well. The flag, he's, he's right the up flag. there as well. There goes the train. Hi, Mr. Train. There it is. <laughs> Flag is flying. TJ Hawkinson, Iowa, pipeline of tight ends. 
Can't hate Iowa. Um, by the way, we should mention here, too, it's kind of crazy. We're just sitting here in the middle of a Tuesday right now, and uh, we got thousands of people hanging out with us on a rare live edition of Purple Daily, an emergency edition. Uh, the Scornorth shop, the Purple Daily shop is open as of yesterday here. Scornorth.com slash shop. You can get your Before I Die, just one Before I Die hoodies, your Victory Monday hoodies and T-shirts, Purple Daily hoodies and T-shirts, and some Scornorth hats and beanies. Uh, scornorth.com slash shop. We have opened the merch store here just in time for a big purple acquisition, boys. That's mm. exactly right. And don't forget, TJ Hawkinson's first game, guess what? We can all welcome him to town on Sunday. So he's eligible. He's eligible. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll be, be playing with the purple in Washington, but Mackie, Declan, and Judd, uh-uh-uh, we, we will all be at first round located inside the Mall of America, first floor, for a watch party in which we are going to cheers Surly Beers, Before I Dies, Furiouses, have a great time, hopefully watch TJ catch a, a couple of touchdown passes, and then do a post-game vent line located right inside Nickelodeon Universe, First floor, M-O-A. Join us there. It will be a great time, and we'll talk about big trades that the Vikings have made. Yes, we'd love to to meet as many of you as possible, so definitely don't be shy. Come on up. Cheers one with us, and then stick around for the live edition of Ventline, like Judd said here. Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask the, the obvious question we haven't really gotten to here, but if this is the move here, this, so TJ Hawkinson is there, is, and it is a big move, how much better are the Vikings? How much? How much more confident are you in getting to like twelve wins, thirteen wins, whatever it is? How much better are the Vikings right now than than an hour ago? I think Kevin O'Connell now has more options, uh, which I like because he has certainly shown that the more options that you give him from a, a schematic standpoint, the more he will take advantage of of them with creative play calls. Like, I mean, we are again to repeat what I said on the Monday uh, PD show, we are seeing, I think, the the Vikings' most creative offense since Green's days here. I mean, Ticey didn't do, do this. Childress, unfortunately, didn't. Zim didn't. Um, Dennis Green, I think you got to go back to then to find out the last time that a play caller and probably, more importantly, a head coach utilized what he could. And I think, I think Hawkinson, beyond being just a receiving threat, which the Vikings were trying to find a tight end. I think he also provides the element of creating more confusion for opposing defenses, which I absolutely love. I just, I like the message this sends from, from a Quasi standpoint, from an O'Connell standpoint. I like the fact that this sends a message of when we have an opportunity, we're not going to like poo-poo it and be like, oh yeah, it's a nice year, but wait till next year. That, that they are making moves to actively improve a team where I believe windows in football should never be taken for granted. When you have health. Agreed. When your team is playing well. And I don't care that they're winning close games. They're winning games. They're 6-1. and one. I don't think you ever in football say, yeah, but you know what? Just wait for 2010. Because we did that once. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it would be easy to say, oh man, you gotta be careful, you know. It's no, don't be careful. Go. This is the lesson the Twins need to learn, and they mm-hmm. kind of tried this year, but they wind up trading for, of course, like a bargain bin injured pitcher who give them nothing down the stretch. But yeah, like this is yes, take advantage of open windows. And I saw someone, I think it was Seifert from ESPN.com, 
it's not really an all-in trade. You didn't trade a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And like Declan said earlier, you didn't trade the your you didn't like give up the number of picks. You you still ha- you're you're trading two picks. You're getting two picks kicked back. They're just lower value picks, but they're still in the first four rounds. And you're getting, I would say, a, a rock solid tier two pass catching tight. He's not on the Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or like Mark Andrews level, but he is a rock solid tier two pass catching tight end that will now get to play in a much more, I think, um, welcoming, innovative offensive system that could potentially highlight certain things that weren't highlighted in Detroit. And I know Kevin O'Connell is a master with that deep red, deep red zone area where he's been really good this season. And look, Johnny Munt is the reaper of the benefit on that touchdown and on Sunday against the Cardinals. But now you don't have to worry about, oh, God, who's, who am I going to scheme open on the tight end? Who's going to be over here on, on, on the line with me to try to, to try to spread the field and, and make things easier? TJ Hawkson makes things a lot easier when you're in the red zone now, too. So just having more, I mean, athletic freaks in this offense, that's great for Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips and Kirk Cousins. So I think this is a great trade for the Vikings. Yeah, they, they, their offense is taken, I think, a little bit more seriously when you look at it at every starting position right now. If you went from quarterback down to offensive line and wide receiver, tight end, et cetera, it's a pretty damn good offense, man. I mean, from personnel standpoint, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. I'll answer my own question by saying they are definitely better than they were an hour ago. I don't know if it's, if it, if it's like a full win better. I mean, um, but it just, Justin Jefferson is the only really explosive, reliable target here. Adam Thielen is good, not great anymore. And KJ Osborne has been underwhelming. I think Hawkinson kind of slots in as like your second best target now. Is that a hot take? Is it disrespectful to Thielen? I think yeah, Hawkins, I think, he's 25 years old. Yeah, I think he's six foot five. I think they're different right now. I, I just think that if Thielen goes down, Hawkinson can play a large role in making up for that production. But I mean, I just think that this adds an, an element for Kevin O'Connell that he probably lacked. And, and I do like this too, as high as I was on this kid and I, I, you know, I know he got hurt too. I like bailing on Irv. Like at some point in time, just saying, you know what, it's not going to work. It's out. not working. He's banged up all the time. Yeah, it, it sucks. And so I like bad that. Luck, That's a but... proactive move that I applaud, especially in a season like this. Yeah, and even when he was healthy, what? Did, what? You know, I don't. Yeah. Do you do you remember like an Irv Smith game? No. Was there well, an yeah. Irv Smith game? Philadelphia he dropped that. He dropped that. Uh, the touchdown. touchdown pass. That's the game I remember. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big disappointment. The idea of Irv Smith never really became a reality. Now, he could still come back from the high ankle sprain, and now you'll have a second interesting wide receiver tight end target. He he could still factor in at some point later in the season. And I think this is, and I I think Hawkinson qualifies as the exact type of target that Kirk Cousins loves. Big, reliable hands, baby. He's not really downfield, but he sort (laughs) of is. Potential for Yak. Like, there's, because he can lumber. There's potential for yak here. The lumbering is going to be a big a big factor here. Yes. I lumber. We know. It's quicker than me. We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I lumber from room to room in my house. Um, I wonder if this means that the Lions are going back into another rebuild. I think yeah. Dan Campbell's gone. I think Dan Campbell's gone. I, I Oh man. This is an awful year. Yeah, it is it is a disaster for them. I'm going to pull up I think they have this updated on. Did they transfer his contract over yet? I'm going to see uh, Vikings salary cap. Because one thing to consider here, too, is TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. 
So he's making nothing this year. His his cap hit this year is well. I guess technically it's a it, it is a five million dollar cap hit. They're going to have to find some money. This no, I'm sorry. Uh, his cap hits down to it's five hundred thousand this year. And so next year it jumps in the fifth year option to nine point three million dollars. And right now, among players currently under contract, that would be. Let's see here. Um, like the sixth or seventh highest cap hit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It'd be like the ninth highest cap hit on the team. Kirk Cousins, Eric Kendricks, but that's there's no more guaranteed. Like yeah. they can get out from underneath that. Unless they uh, pushed unless they pushed some of that to make this work. So yeah. so Phil, what what uh what contract site are you on? Because over uh, the cap. Over the oh, cap. Okay, it's weird because I'm on I'm on uh, TJ Hawkinson's personal page for his salaries, and the cap on here for 2022 is six point five million dollars. Okay, so, so I, that makes more sense because it's been like he was an eighth overall pick. So I don't yeah. know. It's possible over the cap is just like adjusting things on the fly right now. Okay, so it's likely, but for next year, so yep. this they're, they're, no matter what they're probably going to have to do something with some contract this year. Yeah, which Robert yes. is. Excellent. I'm sure they've re- reworked. So I think with Kendrick, you could push some of the money down the road. Now that might mean it's tougher to jettison him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that they were probably a trade like this. My guess is there's at least one, if not two corresponding moves contractually. Yeah. Hawkinson. So his, they, they added him on Spotrack. So his contract for next year is going to be one of the 10 most lucrative contracts to the cap. But then he's a free agent, so you could sign him to an extension and then adjust that cap hit in 2023. Because, again, he's 25. You could sign him to, like, a five-year deal. Like He's a good, reliable player in his prime. But right now, I believe, according to this, the Vikings are over the salary cap by about $9 million mm-hmm. for 2023. Mm-hmm. So they'll have some work to do. But there's some easy, there's some easy ones here. I mean, you're probably going to have to say goodbye to Eric Hendricks. You might have to say goodbye to Dalvin Cook or something, but you can figure it out. I'm not too concerned about that right now. Not when you got a chance at six no. and one. Also, too, another thing to add here, like the Vikings are old in some spots. They're old with Harrison. Like defensively, they've got Harrison Smith over 30, right? Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, even Zadarius is 30 years old now. Patrick Peterson. But on offense, Darisaw, young. Brian oh, O'Neill, pretty Stay. young. The line's in good shape. Yeah, Ezra Cleveland, these guys are like 26 and under. Uh, Ed Ingram's having a hard year, but he's a rookie. Yeah, Jefferson is young, third year. potentially. And now TJ Hawkinson's 25 years old. Yeah, no, it's... So uh, the the core of your offense and some of these weapons and offensive linemen are all like nowhere near the age of 30 at this point. KOC, very happy today. He should be. This just made his job. I I don't know if easier is the right word, but it, it... Gives him the ability to be more creative now. Mm, get the Johnny Munt. We get all love flag. Johnny Munt, but, you know, Johnny Munt, he don't get the flag wave for him. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson does. TJ Hawkinson. There it is. There it is. Amazing. Uh, any uh, so emergency episode? We have another full episode coming out today. We, we kind of made room for, they might make a trade. We'll do an emergency episode, but we did our Vikings rankings. And so all that's going to be available on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click subscribe if you haven't already and the podcast feed. Uh, just any quick final thoughts here on this emergency live edition, TJ Hawkinson trade edition. Crazy Bravo. Bravo to to being aggressive. 
Uh, I believe that as GM of the Vikings, he has now made more trades with division rival Detroit than any other team because he made the draft night trade as well. Um, but I, I applaud this. I applaud this because I feel like we have been critical, although it's not happening as much as it once did. We have been critical before of Minnesota sports teams that don't take advantage of opportunities. And there's no question at six and one, this team has an opportunity. And this trade is very much an acknowledgement to that. We, we would have, we would have questioned them if we had gotten on here uh, tomorrow and they hadn't made a trade. So I think it's fair to praise them for being aggressive. Yeah, bleep those picks, man. I'm I'm okay with this if uh, if it makes your tight end group and your offense better. And TJ Atkinson, I think, is going to thrive here. So I I love that Quasi Dopamensa isn't afraid to do trades. Isn't afraid to do trades in his own division either. I always hate that myth. Oh, well, they'll, they'll never trade. They'll never do a trade in their division. Why would they do that? They'd have to see him twice a year. Well, is he a good player that can help your team? Why wouldn't you do that? So I love that Quasi had the stones to do that. It's a great trade for the Vikings. I love the trade. I don't know why the Lions would do this. It's so it's so Lions and so stupid. The more I think about it, Hawkinson's 25. I I guess maybe they just don't want to extend him, but he's going to yeah, play for would, at least five more years at yeah. a high level. It's long, so weird. As long as he doesn't show up on crutches, I love this. <laughs> maybe there's a degenerative knee issue that we'll find out about later. Stop. For cap clarity, Will Raggett's from SI. Yep. Says his cap hit is less than six hundred thousand dollars for the rest of this season. Okay. So the lot for the Vikings, right? So maybe the Lions had to eat some cap with some bonuses, or I don't know. Okay. Um, and so they really don't have to do anything to get because they had like a million in spare change lying around, so they don't have to alter any contracts. And get, and we we just got more clarity from a Schefter on Irv Smith. He is expected to be sidelined eight to ten weeks. With a high ankle sprain, Irv so, Smith, Irv, Irv Smith. Smith, Irv Smith. But I mean, so so they they basically said we have to find a tight end. So Irv Smith's Vikings career, I think, is essentially done. Yeah, ten weeks is uh, ten yeah, weeks is quite yeah. a stretch. Injuries and it just never. I I guess it would have been interesting to see a more of like an injury free version of Irv, but that's part of football. He's like availability is a but is a trait said, that right? you need right. Yep. By the way, there are some, I don't know that this is tied to the Vikings, but Brandon Cooks is not at Texans walkthrough practice right now. You don't think Quasey would also trade for a deep threat? Can you fit him in now, contractually? Well, his cap hits like $24 million or something, isn't it? So you right, have to but, do some, I don't but know to, how you would. To the point of this, I, I guess my question is for the rest of 2022, what's his hit? Because now it's just, it basically is, yeah. is in progress. So you don't have to pay it for the first that's true. eight so, weeks. Yep, that's true. So it's lessened by that. You'd have to do some work there. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that would. I, I guess I, I, at this point, this is one of the things we talked about 10 months ago. We kind of knew what Rick Spielman's tendencies were. He wasn't going to do something like this in the middle. of the, He just he didn't do this in the middle of the season, right? We don't know what Quasi's tendencies are. Going right. into the draft, it was like, oh, does he want to trade back and accumulate picks? Does he want to trade up and take shots? Right at the deadline, oh, will he make a big splash? And the answer so far has been he Quasi is much, much more splashy. It seems like Rick liked to trade in the draft too, though. But this is a step beyond what Rick would usually have done as Vikings general manager. That's true. Yeah, be, because the Moss trade was more well. Rick or- orchestrated that trade, but it was more from Childress's say yeah. so. So yeah, I feel like once Rick, I feel like once Rick became 
the ultimate decision maker for the 53-man roster, you're probably right. Yep. So, all right. Wow. There it is. Vikings. If Brandon Cooks has been acquired, we'll be back again today. (laughs) We will. Absolutely, yes. So thanks for hanging out with us here. If you're, By the way, if you're new to Purple Daily, welcome. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And uh, we got our merch store open at scorenorth.com slash shop if you want to get some Purple Daily and or Before I Die slash Victory Monday swag. Well, we'll see you later today if they make another trade. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily.